reading this year through Matthew's description of Jesus last week. I noticed for the first time how many references there are to earthquakes. As Jesus parades into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, we hear that the whole city was in turmoil. Turmoil is the Greek word sio and means to shake, to move, to quake. It's the root word for seismic. Jerusalem was quaking at the approach of Jesus. The week holds more tremors also, as Matthew tells it. At the moment when Jesus dies on the cross, the earth shook and the rocks were split. Now today, as Mary Magdalene and the other Mary approach the tomb of Christ, there is a great earthquake, another seismos. And finally, the guards, who themselves shook and became like dead men in the presence of God's angel, Sayo, again. So many earth-shaking developments of the past week. It brings to mind the devastating earthquakes that we know in our own world, like the February one in Turkey and Syria, which makes me wonder if this many earthquakes in one week is a good thing at all. Such life-changing cataclysms hold as much dread and foreboding as the possibility of joy. I get that we're talking about resurrection here, but does Easter always need to be so dramatic? I'm sympathetic to another pastor who asks, why is it always shock and awe? Why can't the celebration be more dinner party? Because God doesn't always show up with supernatural power, after all. Recall Elijah the prophet who was promised that he would see God, so he left his mountain hideout to keep watch. Do you know what happens here? First, he experiences a great windstorm, but God is not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but God there was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but God was not in the fire. Remember where God was actually found? A sound of sheer silence. Underwhelming, perhaps, but a little more welcome than an earthquake at times. Perhaps it's significant then that here at the tomb on Easter morning, Jesus is not found in the earthquake. The angel of God proclaims that he has been risen, but the women cannot see him because he's not in the tomb. The earthquake only reveals the empty place where Jesus' body once lay. The angels tell them where they will truly find Jesus. He is going ahead of you to Galilee. Only when they're on their way to the disciples to tell what has happened, does Jesus meet the women there, greet them, and repeat to them the exhortation to go on to Galilee. Galilee. Galilee is hick country up north from Jerusalem. Galilee is the place Jesus is from. Galilee is the place where it all began where Jesus was baptized, 
where he began to proclaim the good news. Galilee's where he called those country folks, the disciples. He called and taught them there, where he proclaimed the message and liberated people from sickness and demons. Galilee is humdrum. While the crucifixion and resurrection happen in Jerusalem, Galilee is the place from which the disciples and the women first came, their home turf, the place of their daily routine, as another has written. Jesus may be gone from the tomb and hidden even in earthquakes, but he's left a forwarding address, Galilee. Where is our Galilee, our everyday places? Where are our spiritual or physical homelands where we feel most grounded? Galilee is the everyday place or state of heart that we find ourselves in. It might be where we live or where we work. Maybe it's the people who mean the world to you, even if that Galilee is far away. Or maybe you're most at home in Galilee in the sound of sheer silence by yourself. Galilee is everywhere beyond here. Galilee is wherever you're going next after worship, where you'll be this week, where you spend much of your time. And it is in that Galilee where Jesus has gone before and promises to meet us. The poet Sophia Stid says of resurrection, we hear so much about the healing, but I want to know about after the miracle, when everyone else has gone home. She describes the everydayness by which women folded the blankets, prepared food, massaged flesh, cleaned dishes, and wove cloth. On this Easter of infinite possibilities, Stid reminds us that new creation comes from longtime practices in our Galilees. And after Easter, the common people who experienced astonishing victory over death will return to their same daily and essential tasks, infused with joy. Stid writes, behind every resurrection, dailiness. Behind every resurrection, dailiness. Easter joy more often exists not in a one-time spectacle, but in our steady commitment to love, neighbor, stranger, self, and creation. As often as possible in a thousand everyday ways back in the Galilees and the rest of our lives. On Easter and every day, resurrection arrives again as you show tender compassion for your body in all its perfect imperfections. Easter is every day. When we soak in what goodness there is to find around us from animals and plants and time outdoors, Easter arrives in the still small ways that we greet strangers share meals, risk forgiveness, express our gratitude, give freely, release regret, and cherish stillness. 
a day hemmed in by these practices is less likely to unravel. They are indeed seeds of resurrection that blossom into new life in the world. I know that you have done much to get here today. We have done much to prepare to tell the story of Easter resurrection with splendor and majesty. And yet, this is not Galilee where Christ promises to find us. Beyond here is Galilee. Our everyday lives, at moments spectacular, yes, but mostly mundane, will be the cloth that cradles divinity, the everydayness wherein Christ is found on earth as in heaven. Resurrection doesn't require earthquakes, as many as there were in that week. When we leave the church today, when we return to what might be considered ordinary life, that's the Galilee of everydayness where Christ will be with us. Christ has already gone ahead and he promises to meet us there. So be with us, Jesus, in the rest of our lives, not only here, but everywhere. Be with us in our homes and families such as they are, broken and mended, fighting or blended. Be with us in our places of work and leisure, transforming them from mindless activities into spaces that reveal holy love. Be with us in classrooms and doctor's offices and job interviews. Be with us in our public life, in the bitterest headlines, healing the divides with a greater call to common humanity and the justice that overthrows every tyrant. Yes, Jesus goes with us from the tomb and into Galilee. He will mend what continues to need mending in the Galilee places. He will transform the rocky ways that we go into paths where we see Christ. Maybe not splendid before us in a supernatural way, but where we see Christ in one another. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. <laughs>